This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give me a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while at the website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions that you may have, or if you want to set up a meeting, we can do that in person or even do it virtually given uh, what's going on in, in the world today. You know, when we do podcasts, we often talk about at various points that you should connect with a financial service professional because they're going to be able to help you um, take things to the next level. But you know, we mentioned that we kind of give you contact information about me being a financial service professional, for example, and then we move on to whatever we're talking about. But, but there should be a point where you say to yourself, well, okay, I'm going to connect with a financial service professional, but what exactly do I do? What do I ask this individual to make sure they're the right person for me? So, so I want to take today's show and kind of go over some key questions that you should ask any sort of financial service professional, financial advisor, whatever they call themselves, to make sure that you have the information and to make sure that you're comfortable with work. With them. So that's what I want to go through today. Some key questions to ask a, a financial service professional. But before we get to that, I want to welcome in my co host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? What do you want? Financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> you and that soundboard, man. <laughs> financial success. <laughs> yes, that's what we're talking about. Uh, how am I? Well, and also I have bad posture and severe financial problems. Oh boy. We keep adding to it every week, don't we? Uh, I'm doing great. It just had to throw that in today's sure. show, but yeah, I, I've had a good week. Really good. I, I'm feeling great. I got a lot done this week. Just uh, last weekend, I got so many projects done uh, around the house and uh, that always feels good. I, I love that sense of accomplishment where I actually got up off the couch, stopped <laughs> binge watching shows, got some work done over the weekend. But uh, this week looks good. How about you? How are you doing, Peter? Yeah, Tony, I'm doing well, thanks. You know, it's funny you mentioned that you start getting the, the checklist done for stuff around the house. It's kind of like coming out of winter hibernation, right? Exactly. You kind of start waking up and like, oh, you actually want to start doing things outside and, and start checking things off the list. So, so yeah, I'm in the same place, getting those things done. Uh, you know, uh, business is good. Everything is good and busy, which is, you know, nothing to complain about. Right. Yeah, I think that's great. Same here. So, this topic you've got for us today, uh, questions to ask when choosing a financial services professional. My first question for you, you remember what it was? Why do chickens hate snowblowers? And you had no answer, but... Uh, I, I, but I still don't have an answer. <laughs> but why? Well, I could tell you. But um, 
uh, farm <laughs> little farm accident with the chickens and the snowblower. Mm. Don't just let's never mind that. But uh, uh-huh. fi- when it comes to financial advice, <laughs> you're you're the guy. You need to work with a financial professional. But you know when you're choosing one or when you when you want to start working with one, there are some key questions, as you said, and you know whether you know it's taxes, college funds, retirement income, insurance. There's a lot that somebody like yourself, Peter can offer and help people with. So what do you have first for us today? Well, Tony, a good place to start is actually before you even sit down with a financial service professional, ask them questions, you you should probably figure out what exactly you need, right? So, you know, do you need help with retirement income or do you need some sort of of insurance product, a combination of both? Do you need help saving for college? saving for a down payment on a house, any of those types of things, make sure that you have a clear picture of what you need before you start the process of even talking to a financial service professional. That will give you a sense of, okay, here's what I need and how do I match my needs against uh, what's being offered. From there, you know, go to Google and search financial professionals that live within your area. Check out their website. Is their website uh, polished as a professional or does it look like someone made it in their basement when they were 13 years old? That's going to be a key indicator of the of the level of interest they have uh, in what they're doing, you know, make sure their website defines who their team is. You know, who works for them and, and what are the, what is their background. The key uh, thread through all of this is transparency. Make sure it's pretty clear that the information that's being provided um, is going to be clear to you, and that you don't have to be kind of trying to figure things out and asking questions that should be pretty obvious. So. Once you've found someone that you think is going to be a good fit for your needs and also just you as an individual, there should be a, a, a way to make an appointment with them, whether it's giving them a call, whether it's making an appointment online um, for an in-person or virtual meeting. Book that appointment and, and start the process, and then you can start asking them questions. Well, that makes a lot of sense, Peter. And clearly, an experienced financial services professional like yourself is going to be more than happy to spend time with with you sharing their background, answering your questions. And, you know, they know they aren't entitled to your business. You have to work hard and earn it, right? So what's the first question the article suggests asking? Yeah, so so a great first question, a great way to break the ice, let's say, is to ask them, don't ask them about finances and all that type of stuff. Ask them, what do you like about your job as an advisor? right? It's a very simple and it's a very powerful question because right off the bat, you're going to see what they're interested in. And the right financial service professional is one that's going to get excited and animate about how they have helped people reach their goals, right? How they've created plans uh, that that have put people on the path to whatever goals they were setting, maybe in this case is retirement, and also seeing those plans put into action. You know, that's, it's the human connection part that should resonate with you when you ask that question. Now, it's important that a, that a financial service professional is adept at navigating the financial stuff, right? Budgets and debt and healthcare costs, insurance, taxes, all those things. Obviously, they need to be competent about it. But when you're sitting down with someone, you need to make sure that the human element, right, that the, the financial service professional is able to connect with people and is excited about working with people to reach their goals. If that's the case, all the other pieces will fall into place uh, as you start working with them. Right. And I think that's really important. So uh, obviously, you know, your questions and your financial future should be more important than, you know, your potential financial professional's 
phone or their Facebook page, they need to be paying attention to you when you're talking to them, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, after you get through that, I think the next part is now you can start asking some of the essential nuts and bolts question. For example, what services do you provide to those that work with you, to your clients? And for most people, a financial service professional should be able to handle a number of different key items. So, for example, they should be able to answer that question with helping you figure out how much income you're going to need for retirement and how to make sure we achieve creating that income. Or how can we make sure we find the the different vehicles that are going to produce the income that you need, right? There's multiple ways to get towards that goal. How are we going to make sure that we're... Uh, managing both your expenses today and in retirement to make sure that your income that we're looking to create is is, is going to be there, making sure that you're taking care of long-term care costs, making sure that tax strategy is part of the conversation, making sure that we're taking care of Social Security, maximizing it, right? A financial service professional, just managing money isn't the only thing that should be um, what they're looking at. They should be taking a holistic approach in all these different items um, to make sure that when they're working with their clients, that all of these different services um, come into play as part of the conversation. Right. I I like to think of a financial services professional as a really good coach. I mean, they're there to give you guidance and the occasional pep talk. uh, And this is really a great topic today. Uh, Why don't we take a minute here, though, for you to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that initial consultation. There's no cost, no obligation to ask you these questions. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if you're interested in creating a, fin- uh, a financial retirement plan, um, if you're interested in just grilling a financial service per- profession with a bunch of questions, either way, um, you can give <laughs> us a call at eight. <laughs> That's true. Give us a call at eight six six three six zero twenty seven twenty four, or visit us online at the ivag.com. and there you can create a. a um, an appointment either virtually or in person, and we can start the conversation towards whatever you're looking for, whether it's creating a plan for retirement, whether it's uh, filling an income gap that you think you're going to have, whether it's managing your assets in a way that's going to protect you to excessive market risk, any of those items and or all of them, um, you know, we can get the conversation started with an initial consultation. All right. Well, that sounds great. And During today's show, we're looking at some of the most important questions you have to ask or should ask when you're meeting with a financial or a potential financial services professional to work with. Uh, And I think it's been a great one. It's, It's shaping up to be a very informative episode. What do you have for us next? Yeah, I think the next key question to ask a financial service professional is, are you a fiduciary? And to me, this is a key question. uh, And it's a must have for for any financial service professional that you're going to work with. In, In the simplest terms, a fiduciary, so a financial service professional who's a fiduciary, that means they have to, to, they are duty bound legally to act in your best interest. Essentially, this means that anytime they give you advice, anytime they steer you towards a, a certain financial tool, that it has to be the best tool for you, not for them. Okay. So, you know, there's nothing wrong, for example, with, with one of these uh, financial service professional being compensated for the services that they're going to render to you, right? That's going to be part of your conversation. We're going to touch upon that next. But, you know, just keep in mind that as a fiduciary, they always have to put your needs uh, before their own when it comes to how the product's going to work or even how they're going to get paid from the various tools that they're using to help create this uh, plan for you or at least fill whatever needs you're coming to see them about. 
Well, yeah, and that 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 makes a world of difference, and I think that's really important. It's a great breakdown. Clearly, uh, it's a business relationship, and a fiduciary. It's so important that they are looking out for your best interests, and uh, the you know the needs of both parties are important. But as you said, when it comes down to it, your needs have to be prioritized. So, what's next? Yeah, the next question is essentially asking the, the financial service professional how they get paid, right? There's nothing wrong with asking that question, and it should be a fairly transparent uh, conversation. And, you know, keep in mind, a financial service professional has should be compensated for the work that they're doing, but you also don't want it to be this elephant in the room that over time, uh, you're not really sure how they're getting paid, they haven't really been clear to you. Get that out in the open at the very beginning of the conversation so that there's clear cut boundaries between, okay, this is how I'm going, how I I am as a financial service professional going to get paid. And this is what you're getting for the fees or for the, the, we'll call it fees for this case, the fees that you'll be paying um, when working with that individual. Right. And I think that's really important. It's a great breakdown. And obviously you need to work with somebody like yourself and most financial services professionals are going to be impressed if you come at them with a list of really good questions during your first meeting. Uh, They're going to quickly ID you as somebody they're excited to work with too, right? Yeah, no, I I certainly agree with you with that, Tony. If if someone comes into the office prepared with questions, that usually means that they have a good grasp, at least of what they want. And and that allows me to, to have some certainty as a financial service professional about where we're going to go with creating a plan as opposed to being uncertain and not really sure how I could advise them. So uh, so another good question um, to ask uh, a financial service professional is, does your, does your firm hold my money and investments? Essentially, if I'm the financial services, am I, Peter Laufenberg, going to be holding your money? And the answer should be no. Um, that that the firm and the service professional is never going to directly come in contact with your assets, except for the fees that are paid out of it. Um, but that all should be very clear how that works, right? There should be a third-party custodian um, that is going to be holding your, your money. And at no point should that custodian be your financial service professional. Now, quickly, a custodian is a legal entity um, that is empowered to hold that money, usually a third party. Um, and, and they're going to invest the money as they're told and as they're directed by both you and your advisor. But again, that custodian um, is going to be the individual that actually holds the money uh, and, and is going to be invested the way it's directed to do, um, never the service professional themselves. Sure. And, and the idea of a third-party custodian is probably a bit of an eye-opener for a lot of listeners out there. Uh, so I think that's really good information. Yeah, and most people, most once you explain it and, and kind of define it, they understand, but they never realize that the 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 individual, their advisor, is actually not the custodian. Um, but it's good to ask it and make sure there that there are big that, companies out there that act as third party custodians. That yeah, that fi- all financial uh, advisors work with some of the key big companies, and they they yeah. probably even recognize some of them. Yeah, I mean, I'll name them. I, there's a. I, no favorites, just throwing a couple. Uh, Fidelity is one. TD Ameritrade is another yeah. one. Charles Schwab's, right? Those are companies that, yeah, you work with an advisor, but 
on the, uh, they are also designated legally as custodians to hold the funds. Yep. Um, so that, that's what we mean by that. And, and make sure that it's very clear that the, the financial service professional is not the one that's holding your money. It's one of, one of those big firms. Yeah. And it should be easily searchable. If they, they tell you who the custodian is, you should either recognize the name or very easily be able to find it online. Yeah, I get reports from TD Ameritrade saying what's going on all the time. Correct. And, and that is that is your custodian. Yes. You have maybe you have an advisor who then is going to work with you on the strategy that you use within TD. But the, the, the custodian is not the advisor. Right. Right. And and when it comes to an advisor to use, I mean, I'm not going to name names, Peter Loftenberg, <laughs> but there are some good there are some good ones out there. Peter Loftenberg. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tony Shore. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, shall we move on? <laughs> yeah, a little not so subliminal promotion. Yeah, thank there. you. Thank right. you. So so another question. What's another question you should ask a financial service professional? Well, ask them what their what their investment philosophy is, right? Because you want to make sure that what their philosophy is, how they're going to use different financial vehicles and strategies is going to line up with what you want, or at least what you are looking for out of your um out of the money either for the short term or for the long term for the length of your for your retirement right so it's never going to work if their investment philosophy is is completely different than what your own because you're always going to be back and forth and eventually it, it, just because it doesn't match you're going to be frustrated so asking what the investment philosophy is how do they go about investing people's money uh, and using very various uh, vehicles is an important thing to understand to make sure it lines up with what your expectations are and what your just general risk tolerance is uh, for your investments and for the the money you save moving forward into retirement. Yeah. And, and, you know, on past shows, we've talked about how surveys indicate that a lack of consistent communication is often one of the biggest complaints people have about their financial services professional. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, that's a great point, Tony. And so, you know, a great question is, you know, how are we going to touch base about investments and plans as we move forward? And I think it's a, you know, you could get varied answers, but a couple key points should uh, should resonate when, when a financial services professional answers that question. One, they should be able to provide you with a way that you can check on your, your investments independently, right? So you wake up on a Monday morning and you want to see how things perform that week. There, there's an easy way to log on and do that. And there's multiple ways and your financial ser- service professional should openly be able to provide that information to you. Secondly, they should talk about you know some sort of official review process, whether that be semi-annually or annually, right? A, a process in which you're going to sit down and look at everything that you're that's going on and, and see where things are measuring up uh, according to the plan you've you've drawn up. And if things need to change, you can pivot and change investment strategies or or plans or what have you. The other piece they should talk about is is making sure that what are their policies for a timely response should an ad hoc question pop up, right? So you're between annual or semi-annual reviews, something's changed, you know, you reach out to your your financial service professional, there should be an expectation that they're going to get back to you in a certain period of time. Um, to, to deal with whatever question you have, whether it's on taxes, changes in the market, a change in plan, you've decided, you know what, I want to retire now and not in three years. What do we need to do? Um, so though they should cover those kind of three areas uh, um, when answering that question. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's really good. Setting your expectations for communications early in the relationship is probably the best play. Yeah, no, absolutely. Communication communication and transparency are key. Um, there shouldn't be any sort of secrets <laughs> about how the money's right. invested, where it's invested, uh, and where, you know, how you're going to communicate with your advisor. So you're absolutely right. Um, you know, another question that, that sometimes get asked of me when that comes up, and it's a really good question to ask any sort of, of financial service professionals, what happens if something happens to you? Uh, you know, obviously that's leading towards if, <laughs> if you get hit by a car and you're not here anymore, or let's say you decide to change career. What happens if you're not doing this anymore? Or if you and, have, yeah, if you have an older, if you're talking to a financial <laughs> professional who's older, uh, or, you know, in any case, it doesn't have to be old age or retirement could happen. So what happens to my money if something happens to you, my financial advisor? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. And the, the, the business, uh, the, the firm, right, the business that that individual works for should have a couple different uh, responses. You know, uh, obviously, there's more than generally more than one person that works in the office. So you should, you may be talking with one individual, but at least you should know who the other folks are in the office, at least by name recognition, so that if it's something happens to your advisor, and you move to a new advisor, uh, you at least know who that individual is. Um, additionally, if something were to happen, you know, again, it goes back to the custodian conversation, right? Your, your advisor is not the person who actually is holding your money. So if something happens to your advisor, you always can go to the custodian of your, your money, um, and, and ask them, Hey, look, my advisor's either has retired, is moving on, has passed away. You know, who do you suggest I talk to now? Um, so, so they should have s at least some sort of continuity plan, your, your financial service professional that you're asking this question to, a continuity plan that states, okay, here's the custodian, here's who's on deck if something happens to me, and if something happens to the business itself, here's the, the plan of action um, should that happen. And it, it should be written out, and, and generally there is some sort of plan that spells out those details. Right, yeah, and that's, that's good to know. Do you have a plan in place? <laughs> a secession plan, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really good. And, uh, and that's, that's a question that probably wouldn't occur to most people to ask, at least myself. No, but you'd be surprised, Tony. I'll be honest with you. I probably get that question three out of four times is what happens to you. And it happens a lot of times to younger advisors, right? Because, the you know you're younger and in the millennial generation for example changes careers often so True. sometimes people are a bit leery saying okay yeah you're doing this now but what if in 10 years you don't want to do this or you change careers or what have you so it, it, it's a good question to ask um and on the flip side you mentioned if you're working with an older advisors you know retirement is in their future too exactly. so you'd be surprised that you would some think it wouldn't be on the top, but as the conversation develops and as you get through, you know, the first 45 minutes of asking well, questions, yeah. a lot of times this is one that pops up um, and it's yeah. a good one to ask. So well, it is a good one. And the people that ask it are wise to do so. That's really good. And we've went over a lot of great questions today uh, and, and some very important questions, but we're out of time for today's show. Peter, is there anything else you want to add before we go? 
Well, well, as I joked before, if you're looking for a financial service professional to grill with questions, I'm more than happy to answer them. Peter Loffenberg. Uh, <laughs> Peter but, but seriously, if, you, if you're also interested in, in creating a, a plan or, or you've created a plan in someplace else and you want to get a second opinion, what have you, you know, give us a call, 866-360-2724. Visit us online at theivag.com, and I'm happy to sit down with you in person or virtually uh, at a scheduled appointment and answer your questions first and foremost, and then dive into, all right, what's going on uh, in your, your financial world, in your retirement goals? Um, can we re- achieve them? And if we can't, let's design a plan that's going to get you there. Um, and also let's divi- uh, you know, divi- uh, create a plan that's going to make sure that retirement can be what you want and you don't run out of money per se, uh, amongst many other things. So uh, again, 866-360-2724 or the IV. Uh, ag.com and and we can go from there all right sounds good thanks peter and listeners that does it for today's episode of the ivy retirement podcast with our host peter loffenberg thanks tony thanks everyone we'll uh talk to you next time thank you for listening to the ivy retirement podcast don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan for more information please contact peter loffenberg at the ivy league advisory group Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.